Okay, okay, my people. Welcome back to another episode of the Tranquilo Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Rudy. Uh, just hoping everybody out there is doing well. Um, sorry, you know, again, disappeared for a little while, but you know, like I said, life gets busy sometimes. So here we are with another episode of the podcast. Uh, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. We had the NFL draft going on. I uh, made my predictions for baseball last time we spoke. We got the NBA playoffs is getting heated right now. Um, a lot of interesting things in the sports world going on. Um, but yeah, let's get right to it. We're gonna start off with the uh, NFL draft. Um, a lot of, a lot of nice, nice moves were made. Um, some teams excelled, some teams did all right, and some teams left you with your head scratching. Um, as far as winners are concerned, I guess you can throw the uh, Jets in there. Um, with their fourth and ten pick, picked uh, a Montsauce Gardner and uh, Garrett Wilson. Two positions in a need that they did definitely needed. Um, their the team um is looking pretty solid, and I think they're making the right moves to put. Zach Wilson in the space to succeed. Um, considering how the AFC has been going this all season, it's uh, very important for them to make some moves, especially in their division with the Bills, who are probably the favorite to win the Super Bowl, if not get to the Super Bowl at least. And you got to keep up with the Patriots. You never can count them out as long as Bill Belichick is there. Um, also, the Dolphins made a lot, of, a lot of nice offseason moves to help Tua. Uh, yeah, the, the AFC is going to look very interesting next season. Um, I'm just glad the Vikings aren't in the AFC. Uh, the Vikings did uh, they, they did all right. Um, I'm not over over underwhelmed with their draft whatsoever. Made a couple nice moves. The only thing I didn't like was trading with your division rivals and helping them get in a position of players that they want, which I don't understand why you would do that to help the Detroit Lions pretty much get probably the best receiver in the draft. He would have been picked higher if he wasn't injured. Um, also helping the Packers out. I don't I don't understand those moves whatsoever. I would never help a division rival, much less both, two of them in the same night. For the draft, or I guess second day. Um, another winner that I've seen was the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Made a lot of nice moves. I know people are saying that Lamar Jackson is uh, pretty upset because he traded Hollywood Brown, but to me, Hollywood Brown is a bust. And I think their general manager made a great move to get a first round pick for Hollywood Brown, which is amazing to me that. The Cardinals were willing to give that up. But now that we know the news of uh, DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended for the first seven weeks, I believe, uh, for testing positive for PEDs, maybe they had already known ahead of time and were trying to get somebody to, you know, fill that void while he's gone. Me personally, I believe they could have did better in finding someone else other than Hollywood Brown and maybe not have to give up a first-round pick. But see, sir, you know. Uh, another winner, I believe. Giants made a couple nice moves uh, with uh, Cabin Tibio, Thibodeau. I'm sorry. Um, the only thing I don't like about him is uh, 
his little, not necessarily attitude, but he seems very confident, but it gives me Odell Beckham Jr. vibes all over again. And as talented as Odell Beckham was, you know, his his antics off the field were a big issue. So I hope for the Giants' sake that uh, Thibodeau's not going to be another Odell Beckham Jr. when he gets to the team. Yeah, there were some moves in this draft, too, that I thought were kind of a reach, like uh, Kenny Pickett. Um, I don't know. I, did, I think it was way too early for him to be picked. Uh, I think he was projected to be a third-round quarterback, and uh, I think the Steelers might, might have reached in order to get him. But either way, it's still a pretty cool story. You know, the quarterback from Pitt staying in Pittsburgh. So that's that's pretty cool as far as the story is concerned. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, there wasn't too many winners. Um, most teams, I, I believe, just did all right. I mean, the Eagles made a big splash, you know, uh, acquiring A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. But... Eagles fans, you know, if your GM knew how to just draft, you wouldn't have to make this trade in the first place. You could have had DK Metcalf a couple years ago. You could have had Justin Jefferson a couple years ago. I mean, tell me that's not a, a pretty solid, you know, dynamic duo right there with DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. Now, I mean, of course, you know, for every mistake that you make, I guess you got to fix it. So, uh, with Smith now and, uh, you know, A.J. Brown. You know, it's a, it's a pretty solid receiving group. And, hey, who knows, maybe Rieger can turn it around. Uh, but I'm also not a very big believer in Jalen Hurts. I, I think he's an okay quarterback. I don't think he's, like, super overly talented. I think he's a decent quarterback. He can get the, the job done, maybe get you in the playoffs, maybe get you one win. Uh, I think that's as far as he goes. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think um, there's going to be make it, make it or break a year for Jalen Hurts and also uh, Dana Jones, another quarterback from the NFC East. Because uh, coming up next season is a big quarterback draft, supposedly. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I still say... Nah, I can't even say the Cowboys are still the favorite. They lost too many players. So, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll give the Eagles the um, the advantage here and say they'll probably be the favorite to win that division. Carson Wentz, after that injury in 2017, he was never the same after that. So, I don't think he's going to do much in uh in uh, Washington to help them out. So we'll see what happens though. Uh, it's, it's still early. There's still um, moves to be made. You never know. Some players could get cut and go to another team and help help out. You know, to say another man's trash and another man's treasure. Uh, so yeah, as of right now, my um, winners, like I said, for the draft are the Jets and the Ravens, and I, I'll throw the Eagles and Giants in there as well. Uh, as far as losers are concerned, I don't like what the Patriots did, but you know, you can't really count Bill Belichick out. He'll make some moves and have you thinking like, "Oh man, this is crazy! How did I even think this guy was gonna be good?" And he drafted this guy. Like, what what are they doing? At the end of the day, this dude probably become a stud. 
Everybody they drafted would probably just be like some great damn player for the next ten years or or so. So you never count them out. But yeah, we're gonna move on to the uh, NBA. What's up with the NBA playoffs right now? Um, to say this getting heated is an understatement. We had game one where uh, Draymond Green. Anybody that knows me, I'm not a very big Draymond Green fan. Uh, I respect his game. I respect the, uh, his hustle. You know, plays great defense. But I can't stand the dude as a person. And when he talks, I like talks way too much. I know he's very important to that team, but he, he's out there talking like he's Steph Curry, which we already seen without Steph or Clay. My dude is not that not that guy, you know, like Mr. Uh, triple Single, as uh, Charles Barkley would call him. Um, but he's always out here yapping his mouth, you know, playing dirty basketball at times. And uh, there's a foul he committed. I forgot on who the player was on the Memphis Grizzlies. Committed a foul. Some people say it was just flagrant one. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad to even be a flagrant one. But, you know, the referees called it a flagrant two. And he was ejected from the game. Now, I believe that this is just going to be the beginning. And I feel like he got ejected and got that flagrant two because of who he, hit, who he is and his history in the NBA uh, with a groin kicking and pushing players down, being overly aggressive. It's one thing to play good defense, but this is another thing to be super aggressive the way he, he plays at times. And uh, so, yes, he gets ejected. He gets a flagrant two. Uh, the Warriors did win game one. Uh, we come to game two last night where uh, John Moran dropped 47 points, I believe, where the Grizzlies take uh, game two. But during the game, uh, so Gary Payton, Gary Payton Jr. Or, I'm sorry, Gary Payton the second or junior. I don't know which one it is, but. Uh, he went up for, I believe it was a layup or a dunk in the air, and he gets grabbed by one of the Memphis Grizzlies players, and he falls and breaks his elbow or has a fracture in his elbow. And um, obviously, you don't want to see that. As far as the player is concerned, he said it wasn't on purpose. Uh, but this is the repercussions of when Draymond Green does something like this escalated to where it doesn't even need to be and now you got Gary Payton uh junior out probably the entire playoffs which could pretty much affect your team because he's been one of your best defensive players one of your key guys and now you know after fighting so many years to try to stay in the NBA he finally found a home uh found a team that where like he looks like he belongs and now you know his his season's possibly be over which is a shame very talented guy um and like i said if i feel like if draymond doesn't do his little stupid antics from game one this wouldn't have happened on game two not that i'm saying this is right for Memphis to retaliate the way that they did even if, if they try to do it on purpose it was very dirty the way they retaliated uh but like i said we'll see what happens with these between these two teams so, uh, game three, I believe, is tomorrow. Hopefully, nothing 
escalates or Golden State retaliates and we have another hurt player in the NBA because uh, that'll be a very bad look for Adam Silver. But the Grizzlies and the Warriors are tied 1-1. John Morant, though, that, that dude's special. Uh, dropped 47 points in game two to get uh, Memphis to win. That draft, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy with uh, R.J. Barrett. I know you could have had Zion or, or John Morant. Preferably for me as a Knicks fan, you know, I would have liked John Morant to have a a point guard is something the Knicks have not had uh, in a long time. At least it's a very decent one. But I am happy with R.J. Baird. But I'll tell you, John Moran is pretty special. Um, I do want him to develop a, a, a jump shot because he kind of reminds me of Derrick Rose. Like, very explosive, super athletic. I'd just be – I would just hate to, for him to have a similar situation happen with uh, Derrick Rose. Um I feel like he goes full throttle all the time and might end up, you know, getting injured, which hopefully that's not the case. But uh, like I said, hopefully uh, he develops a, a nice jump shot with his game because when it comes to getting to the basket, it's almost like impossible to stop the kid. Very talented and exciting player to watch. You know, it's good for, good for a team like Memphis. Um, they're a good up-and-coming young team. Um, who, who knows? It might even make the finals this season. Um, I, I feel like their biggest obstacle might be the Warriors, who you can't sleep on. Steph Curry, the, the shooting goat. Um, Clay Thompson is another one. Uh, I already spoke about Draymond Green. As much as I don't like him, he's very important to that team. Does all the little things that you need. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty exciting series between those two right now. And uh, the next series that we're going to talk about is 76ers and the Miami Heat. And uh, when I when the 76ers made that trade for James Harden, I believe that it was uh, a great trade for the Sixers in the short term, uh, bad in the long term, but it's looking like it was just a bad trade overall because James Harden seems to be a shell of himself. This man's not performing to the way he, used to, he was capable of performing with Houston. And even then, that wasn't enough. And unfortunately for the 76ers, they don't have uh, Joel Embiid currently, who's dealing with an injury. I feel like Tobias Harris needs to step up, Maxi, all the other players on the team, but especially Harden. He need, he needs to be more aggressive, and it seems like he doesn't have that in him. I don't know if it was the transition of coming to Brooklyn where he had to be more of a facilitator instead of being aggressive and having to shoot all the time while having uh, Kyrie and KD. Uh, maybe that might have affected his game. Also, I'm not a very big fan of Doc Rivers. I've never, ever been a fan of Doc Rivers. I believe Doc Rivers, and I said this before, is the most overrated coach in the, in the NBA. And that, If you do remember correctly, that Celtics team before the big three merge was terrible. He was on the verge of being fired. He got saved by Danny Ainge in that ridiculous trade that they got for KG. And having Ray Allen sign there and forming that big three, he didn't win that title. He, hell, that trans that transaction doesn't happen. It, I don't think you, you would ever see uh, Doc Rivers coaching again because you see he did a similar thing with uh, the L.A. Clippers with the talented team that he had, blowing three to one leads. 
a couple of times losing the I mean, of course, it was the Warriors, but there was times where they had the Warriors on the ropes, and, you know, um, they just choked. S- same with Philly last season as well. I feel like Philly choked. Uh, a lot of the blame, yeah, everybody want to say Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons that, but also you got to look at your coach, man. I, I don't – I feel like Doc Rivers does not adjust, does not do anything to help his team be- get better. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Tobias Harris has to step up. Uh, like I said, Maxi also. Uh, it's it's I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty tough position to be in for the 76ers. And also, you know, give credit to the Miami Heat, who are a very aggressive team, play very good defense. Uh, Jimmy Butler and those boys, Tyler Hero, you know, they're a very good team, and they could easily be in the finals as well. Um, I do love the parity that we do have this season because – Makes the NBA a little bit less predictable. Like you, you can say, "Oh, the Bucks," you know, might get to the finals. Um, you just, you just never know which, which one of these teams would make it to the finals uh, this season. And you also have uh, Phoenix and the Mavs. You got Luca balling out there, but they're also still losing. Uh, yeah, I don't have a horse in the race, you know. Like I said, I'm a Knicks fan, so I'll, I'll pull for anybody. I'm just happy that Brooklyn's out. I cannot believe they got swept. I didn't really see that coming. Is That's crazy. I guess I could pull for the Celtics. I like Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. Oddly enough for me to cheer for a, re- or, I'm sorry, a Boston team being from New York is disgusting. But, you know, I like I like the players on their team. Pretty seem like pretty good guys. And if the Celtics were to win, hey, they deserve it. And, uh, yeah, so in the Western Conference Finals, you know, you have Chris Paul he versus Dallas. I wouldn't mind seeing him get a championship. It's a well-deserved career accolade for him. You know, saluted him for so many years. And uh, I feel like, you know, he got screwed over a couple times. And I feel like, uh, you know, this is a good opportunity maybe – with the Phoenix Suns for him to get, get the championship ring. So, hopefully everything works out for Chris Paul. Man, he gets the championship this season finally. And possibly right off his, into the sunset and retire. Who knows? But, uh, I, I know when I heard the Knicks were talking about getting Chris Paul a couple years ago. I was very uh, worried about that, given his age. I, I didn't think he had much left in the tank. But I was wrong. Look what he did for this organization in Phoenix. I imagine he could have done wonders for the Knicks and help uh, develop players like RJ. And imagine Mitchell Robinson in a pick and roll with uh, Chris Paul. Psh, ridiculous. Obi Toppin. Yeah, you know, but, you know, that's the Knicks' luck for you. <laughs> but, yeah. But right now, we're going to get into my favorite sport, which is, which is baseball. You know, love baseball. I always feel like I, like I, uh, anytime baseball comes around, it's like new beginnings, you know, you get spring, warmer weather. Unfortunately, the the warmer weather hasn't been consistent out here in Pennsylvania, but um, nonetheless, uh, baseball, you know, I made my predictions the last time um, I recorded the podcast, and I wasn't too optimistic about the Yankees, and I didn't like a lot of the moves that they had made, and uh, <laughs> of course, lo and behold, 
here we are about uh, a month later. And the Yankees are in first place in the entire MLB. Um, unfortunately, had their winning streak ended today at 11 wins in a row. But they are currently, uh, right now, 18-7. and seven, With still the best record in baseball, technically. Um, yeah, they're playing uh, very good baseball. Uh, Judge, playing like an MVP. Stan has been great. Um... Anthony Rizzo, can't forget him, who's been a stud for the Yankees so far this season. Uh, Isaiah Isaiah Conifalefa has been a, a great hitter, very good defensive shortstop, uh, has been playing very well. Uh, DJ LeMahieu looks like the DJ LeMahieu of the past, uh, well, I want to say the first two years of being with the Yankees, back to hitting consistently, coming up with big in big spots. Uh, as far as the other positions, they've been okay. Um Aaron Hicks has been pretty decent so far, uh, given his numbers the last few years. Uh, yeah, and the pitching pitching has been tremendous. You know, uh, Cole hasn't exactly always looked like the the ace, but uh, he's pitching a lot better his last couple starts. Severino looks great; his arms arms lively, uh, getting a velocity on his fastball. Nasty Nestor Cortez pitching great. Um, Monty's been solid. Talion, uh, also has been solid. The bullpen, elite, probably the best in all of baseball. Um, yeah, the Yankees are in a very good place right now. I, I guess, uh, gotta give credit to where credit is due, at least for the moment, to Brian Cashman for making the moves that he made. I, I, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of the, uh, Gary Sanchez and Jerry Scheller trade and taking on that extra, Money to get Donaldson and Isaiah Connor for Leffa. Uh, Donaldson has been eh, a little bit below average, not not the greatest, but he's he, he's producing at least. We'll say we'll keep it at that. Um, yeah, as far as uh, Aaron Judge is concerned, I guess you got to pay that man because he's he, he's betting on himself right now and. He's been thriving, I believe, the last was it ten games. He's hitting uh, around three fifty, eight home runs, and twelve RBIs. Is very very solid numbers for him. So, you know, uh, hopefully Yankees could work out a deal with him, bring him back to New York, and keep him in his pinstripes. Uh, speaking of New York, you know, another team that you got to give props to for the way that they're playing right now. And the uh, off-season, I guess I'm going to say free agency kings, the uh, New York Mets, who have a competent owner and finally spend some money, have been playing very, very well. I mean, they did lose today, but nonetheless, they still have a uh, second-best record in all of baseball, but playing very well. Uh, the record is uh, 18 and, and 9 right now. Um they have great pitching, uh, and that's so they don't even have the Grom yet. Their offense looks looks great, and you have when you have a manager like Buckshaw Walter, he's old school, but he's a man that gets the job done. So I did like I did like what the Mets did this offseason and how they're playing currently. Uh, the division's not exactly the best. I know they have Atlanta, who's so far been uh, up and down. 
I can't believe actually the Marlins are the team in second place in that division, given what the Phillies went out and then spent and have have very good players. I don't understand why they're not in the position that they that they would like to be. But it's odd seeing a Philly team try so hard, but yet not not playing as well as they're capable of playing. Like I said, I, I like the, all the pickups that they made with especially Schwarber, who looked like he's right at home in Philly. He's playing very well. So, uh, I don't know. The Phillies are going to have to be one of those teams to trade for, for pitching, which is a very difficult position to find. But nonetheless, they're still in first place and playing great baseball. So, uh also, a team that surprised me is the Minnesota Twins, you know, also in first place with the 15-10 uh, and 10 record. They were at one point just as hot as the Yankees, where I believe their win streak finished at seven wins in a row. But they have been playing very well. Their pitching has been pretty, pretty damn good and keeping them in ball games, which is surprisingly uh, shocking considering, you know, what they might have there and you also can't forget the west coast in either league um yeah they have the, the los angeles angels are finally playing well I, I would say for their standards they're currently in first place at 15 and 10 but right behind them you still have houston at 14 and 11 seattle's not too far off texas and oakland uh, I mean, Texas has been a huge disappointment with all the money that they spent getting Marcus Simeon and uh, who was that? Uh, Corey Seager, all the money that they spent, and they're they're really underperforming. In um, the NOS, you know, of course you have the Dodgers, but San Diego, you can't sleep on them. Manny Machado has been impressive. He's playing, he's playing like an MVP so far. Um, San Francisco is another team that is a, a, very, a very good team. Um the the NLS is a uh, no no joke you know both both west, both west divisions looking very good right now and um, yeah I mean there's there's not gonna be a lot of room for mistakes uh, if you want to be one of these contending teams uh, the Chicago White Sox will look like a bit of a disappointment I thought they were gonna be playing a lot better than they're currently playing right now um, the Red Sox are surprisingly uh, playing underwhelming right now they're four games under five hundred. Um, yeah, no, the Rays, but of course, you know, with the Yankees, you saw the the Blue Jays who ended their win streak today and the Tampa Bay Rays were still both teams literally right there behind the Yankees. Um, yeah, so, but, um, we're going to put an end to the episode right here. Uh, I want to thank everybody listening, um, anybody still supporting, Anybody new, you know, thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day, night, whatever time you're listening to this, whatever day you're listening to this. I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you, guys, everyone. Take care. Thank you.